We are back for another week of Steelers football on the one and only sick podcast, Steelers Crazy. We have a special guest coming on shortly, but we have some breaking Steeler news that we're going to talk about. So, Sammy, let's get to it. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to the sick podcast. Steelers Crazy. The sickest Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. We have some breaking news. Allen Robinson um, from the Rams uh, played for the Bears, was drafted by the Jaguars. I will say that this man for many years has helped me win a few fantasy championships. So now, you know, pending a physical, he's going to be in the black and gold. Uh, I think on Twitter today, uh, I seen about, you know, the Jordan Addison fans probably won't be too happy about this signing. But, hey, uh, he's very consistent and uh, hopefully he's still got some left in the tank. And you never know what Omar Khan has up his sleeve. And uh, so let's just get get your thoughts on this breaking Steeler news. Yeah, Steeler fans aren't happy hearing about the potential loss of Jordan Addison. I shouldn't put it like that. The I think it's pretty obvious now that they're not going to take a receiver early in the draft. Uh, if they're not happy about that, they're really not going to be happy about what I'm about to say because I'm going to speak negatively about this move for once on this show. And I know that uh, whenever we do that, before you know it, here comes, you know, the Steelers fans wanting mm-hmm. to call me Mark Madden uh, and whatnot. You don't know but, anything about football, Michael. <laughs> it's, it's okay. I, I think I'm allowed every once in a while to take this angle. Uh, I, listen, Allen Robinson is reliable. He has had a good career, like you mentioned, but he's on the back end of his career. He's going to be 30. They're going to pay him $10 million, which is a, a lot of money, it seems. I think the Rams have to pay five. Five yeah. of it, yeah. But this is a guy for me that looked washed last season. He's slowing down. He's somebody that does have experience in the slot. But I want to talk about opportunity cost. I don't think it's bringing Allen Robinson in. I think it's the opportunity cost of, you know, you now can't really take a receiver in the second round. Would you rather have a young second round pick like Jonathan Mingo, a guy that we've talked about on this show, or Jaden Reed, the Michigan State kid that you interviewed, who's got a lot of potential, and plug him in on a rookie deal for a handful of years? Or would you rather have Allen Robinson, a 30-year-old who has just not looked good recently? So, I get the veteran presence. It reminds me a little bit of Patrick Peterson in that sense. But the opportunity costs for me, I'd much rather have a younger, bigger playmaker. There's no deep threat on the Steelers team. I don't care what anybody says. They had three plays over 40 yards last season. Good for, I think, bottom five in the NFL, if not last. So he's fine, but I'm not excited. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> It's just like the same thing with the Patrick Peterson signing, kind of how, like, I mean, he's a little bit different because he he's, I think that he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Um, but this is just, you know, I, it kind of baffled me and caught me off guard. I was like, I had to look because now on Twitter, you never know what, you know, sources uh, legit or not now. So I, I had to do a double check and make sure that it came from, you know, the NFL and, and very well. It wasn't April Fool's Day. Um, and Patrick Peterson was good last year. Yeah, it, it hasn't been for two years. Yeah, he's definitely on on the back end of his career. I think 
I think Patrick Peterson also, uh, in another way, you know, he could be a rock, a locker room leader, um, you know, kind of like a, another Cam Hayward, but also still produce. Um, but yeah, we have a special guest today from the Draft Network. I will let you introduce him. Uh, we had another another friend of ours on here. So shout out to the Draft Network, always breaking down the best of the best uh, in this year's NFL draft and every year. Um, so, so go ahead, Michael, why don't you do the honors? Yeah, our feet have been on the gas pedal when it comes to NFL draft, of course. We've had some terrific guests, and we add another one to the list today. Really excited to welcome in this guy. He's an NFL analyst and a college football analyst. You mentioned it for the Draft Network, and he's going to help break us down a lot of things today, not just the draft. So let's welcome him in, Ryan Fowler. Hey, Ryan, how are you? Hey, how you doing, fellas? Appreciate you having me on. Thanks for Thanks for joining us. Really excited to have you on. I mentioned, listen, you're not just a draft, Nick. Obviously, you're a big time uh, NFL, uh, you know, follower here. So immediate reaction. We just touched on it. Allen Robinson to the Steelers. Yeah, uh, man. Look, I've been off the Allen Robinson train uh, for a little while now, um, even in his last year in Chicago, where he just looked like a guy that was completely disinvolved and disinterested on the outside. And for me, I'm a coach. I'm a GM wanting to put a roster together. I don't want those types of guys on my football team. Bottom line, um, in Pittsburgh, I mean, trying to come in and be a wide receiver three, wide receiver four, potentially a possession guy more of the middle of the field for Kenny Pickett or a guy inside the red zone. Maybe. I, I just think there's guys in this draft class that you could get to potentially fill that role better. Some younger players. Obviously, you look at George Pickens and Deontay Johnson are still relatively young. We'll see what Calvin Austin progresses into right now. He's more of that chess piece that the Colts thought the Paris Campbell would be, or you look at a guy like Curtis Samuel, what he's done for Carolina, for Washington. But for Allen Robinson, I just think he's in the back end of his career trying to go from place to place to see where he can get a contract next. Um, I don't like the fit. I'm not the biggest Allen Robinson supporter, if that means anything. I just, yeah. I just think to get some younger guys in the building right now would have been a better fit in day two, day three of the draft. I respect it, Ryan. We immediately had you jump on a Steelers podcast and you did not suck up to the Steelers fans. And I'm totally with you uh, in regard to that take. All right, let's transition. NFL draft. I know you've been laser focused on this. We all have. Uh, we are, what, nine days away? And yeah. obviously this thing creeped, crept up on us really fast. Let's talk about the hot rumor of the week. Not sure it, it has legs uh, but Peter King on Monday just kind of threw it out there that Jalen Carter would be a great fit for the Steelers and that potentially they've had discussions with Ryan Poles and the Bears about moving into a ninth pick if he were available. To that, what say you? Yeah, for me, Jalen Carter is a top three player in this class. I have him behind Will Anderson and B. John Robinson. Um, and you get him in the building working under the, the tutelage of Mike Tomlin and the veterans in that locker room with Casey Hayward and T.J. Watt. And even some younger guys like DeMarvin Leal, where they expect some more out of him. Alex Highsmith on the edge, depending how long he is in Pittsburgh. Um, look, Jalen Carter is a flat-out outstanding ball player. Um, you ask around the league, and there's some there's some major character concerns, but I'm not going to be the guy that, that comes on here and talks about a kid's character. I'm going to talk about him about a football player, and the kid is a flat-out stud. And I think you look back to Georgia last year, and you said, you know, Devontae Wyatt, Jordan Davis, and Nicobe Dean for that front seven. Who is this kid number 88? And that was Jalen Carter. And I just, I love his ability to play the one, play the three and be able to push the pocket with consistency because you look in years past, 
you relied on guys at five tech to consistently get after the passer. That's not really, you have to have guys all along your defensive front to be able to push the pocket with consistency and obviously Hulk against that run game. So Jalen Carter, if he's there, who knows? Who knows what can happen? Draft day is always crazy. These teams don't even know what they're going to do, guys, when it comes yeah. to draft night. The things are going to go crazy. Boards are going to change. But Jalen Carter at nine, working under Mike Tomlin in, in the yellow and, go, and yellow and black, gold and black, um, you know, it is – it's a fit. It's absolutely a fit. I'm not going to sit here and say you don't take a guy like Jalen Carter because he drafted a DeMarvin Legal, get younger, and replace Casey Hayward. So it's a fit for me, absolutely. He's a heck of a ball player. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm putting it at zero percent chance that he's there now for for right. what it's worth. <laughs> right. We're hanging out with Ryan Fowler here of the Draft Network. Uh, thrilled to have him on. Let's talk about just some general Steelers needs. Obviously, we just talked touched on uh, D tackle and the D line, but give us some other, you know, some needs that you think they can fill. Yeah, the focus for me, guys, is at corner, and I want to make myself clear here in the fact when I look in the past when the Steelers have been at their best on defense. It's I look back to Ike Taylor and I look back to Troy Polamalu and then getting a guy in the building this year where it's a CB1 that can shut down a third of the side of the field for you and allow that safety in Minka Fitzpatrick to compete at every single level of the defense and focus on the other two-thirds of the field. That's when Troy and Ike fed off each other and were fantastic for the Steelers' defenses along with the guys along the front and the second level doing their thing as well. But for me, where they are in the mid-teens, Deontay Banks from Maryland, Joey Porter Jr., I know it's an easy connection to make. I know it is. But this kid has the highest ceiling of any corner in the class. And I would not be surprised if either of those guys that I mentioned, and Porter or Banks, is the top corner from this class three, four years down the road. You look at Joey on the outside with his 34-inch arms. Guys, he's got longer arms than some of the tackles in this class. He's a, he's a freaking pterodactyl, really. On the outside, his ability to come downhill and compete at the catch point, blow you up in the run game, turn on the Purdue game at the beginning of the year last year against Charlie Jones, where he took a couple bumps from Charlie but came back. It was just very easy for him at Penn State in the Power Five. And some people have some laziness concerns, how he approaches the game. But again, you get in Pittsburgh with the names I mentioned earlier in the defense and obviously working under a guy like Mike Tomlin, where it's a no bull crap attitude. You come in the building and you compete every single day, or you're going to be sitting no matter who you are. So that's a great fit. But for me, it's it's corner in, in round one. Go ahead, Jordan. So I just uh, wanted to get your grade on the 2022 draft class. Uh, you know, Kenny Pickett, George Pickens, Connor Hayward. How do you think that they did? I First off, my favorite pick was George Pickens. Um, I thought he was an yeah. extremely underrated kid coming out of Georgia. I know the production really wasn't there for the Bulldogs, but he's someone that is and was going to be an immediate red zone threat, which we saw him at times for Pittsburgh last year, but progressing to a guy that's going to be his best football down the road. Now, by no means is Kenny Pickett going to move the needle dramatically for anybody outside of the Pittsburgh zone and say, oh, you know, he's that guy that's going to sling it 45 yards down the field with consistency or create off script like some of these dynamic needle moving quarterbacks do. 
But you have a guy like George Pickens on the outside that also has that dog mentality to play above the rim, takes it personal. If a corner wins a rep against him, I mean he, he is a Georgia he is a Georgia Bulldog. So exactly, got that dog right. in him. Exactly, you got that dog. Exactly right. But I love the pick, and and even I want to talk about Calvin just a little bit because I was a big supporter of Calvin's last year coming out of Memphis, and just because you look around the league and you see how so many versatile players come out of that Memphis offense, whether you look at Antonio Gibson or Kenny Gainwell, Tony Pollard. And you look at Calvin, whether he's in the slot or offers some special teams value, I just want him to get healthy because I do think he can be that chess piece. I don't think he's going to yeah. be a high-level high wide receiver two or three, just a chess piece that can separate over the middle of the field and give you some yak and some rack potential, again, over those middle portions of the football field and really a nightmare to cover in the red zone in that short areas when, when yeah, the end zone starts to creep up on you. I'd like to see him as a special teams player as well, yes. return guy. Um, right. I, I really, I mean, there wasn't much talk about him. I remember when I was uh, at training camp covering the Steelers and I was just like, you know, no one like really knew, like they knew he was injured, but it was like, like silent. Like it wasn't like, I was just yeah. like, and you, you know, you didn't hear much of him. And that's another guy I was excited about. What did you think so far of, you know, the, the Steelers off season? Yeah, I think it's been I think it's been fine. I think it's been just fine. I think where they're we're really going to make their money, where they've made it the last few years. I think you look at them on on day two and round two, the ability yeah. to just nail it almost every single year. That's where they're going to make their money again this year. Um, obviously, losing Terrell, the guy that played the second third levels, is it was big. But I think there's guys that that they can get in this draft to improve because guys, bottom line. I think they need some more bodies at the second level. I really yeah. do. I, I'm a Washington guy. I've watched Cole Holcomb since he came into the league. Mm -hmm. Landon Roberts, I mean, the kind of similar skill sets. This is 2023. Cole's going to be a tackle machine. He's going to be a fan favorite. He's going to have the mullet flowing out of his helmet. Yeah, that's good. That's, that's good to hear. Thing. That's good to hear from a from <laughs> You a know, commander. fans are going to love him. But I just want some guys that can do some different things in coverage as well. And, again, he's going to have a yeah. ton of tackles for you. But day three, maybe a Dorian Williams type or uh, even a Michael Jones from Syracuse. I just want some more bodies at the second level because that's really where it starts and that's where the Steelers have always been really good. Yeah, well, we had to watch Devin Bush uh, all right. last season. So I think right. I think that, uh, you know, anything will be better than that. And I, I do wish him the best of luck. Um, yeah. That's not, no uh, hard feelings, but, man, it just didn't work out in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, What's your outlook for this team moving forward? Um, just kind of like where you see them at in the next few years. I think I like the approach with Kenny last year. You know, we expected to come into the draft and was it going to be a Malik Willis? Was it going to be Desmond Ritter going in the first round? And and Mike Tomlin really just stuck his foot down and said, look, Kenny's going to be my guy. We're going to bring in Mitch to obviously compete with him. But realizing that still, look, you won nine games last year. And consistently every single year with Mike Tomlin, he's not going to have a losing season. And raising that banner of optimism, not just for 2023, but 2024 and 2025 to where the roster has its core, it has its foundational mm -hmm. players. Now you're starting to add more youth infusion on the offensive side and defensive side of the ball. So I'm actually excited for, for the Steelers. I know it's a tough division. Who knows what's going to happen in yeah. Baltimore? You know what's going on in Cincinnati and then Cleveland. Who knows what's going on there as well? So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, they finish. I wouldn't be surprised to finish second in the division this year. I really wouldn't, guys. And, and competing, because again, who knows how long Mike Tomlin's going to be. They're going to be there for 30 more years. Who knows? Um, yeah. But they're always going to be successful when he's there. So I like where the track they're on. Definitely, Mike. Let's transition back to the draft here. And every time we have an analyst on, we like to get some takes on specific players who have been connected to the Steelers to some degree. 
So I'm going to throw some names at you and just give me kind of some, you know, knee-jerk thoughts that come to mind. Let's start with, you said the word pterodactyl about Joey Porter earlier, yeah. talking about long arms, and this was one of the first guys that came to mind. I'm not sure he's slender enough to be a pterodactyl. Uh, however, let's talk Ohio State tackle DeWan Jones. Man, massive dude, massive dude. Um, look, you want a big hulking presence at right tackle that will blow people up in the run game. Um, that is Dewan Jones. I, I would like to see a little bit more quickness and fluidity in his lower half, even though he moves extremely well for his size. Um, everything for me at least starts with footwork. I don't care if we're talking about football or we're talking about hockey or soccer. It really doesn't matter. It starts with footwork, and I want to see a little bit more fluidity and ask him to maybe lose <laughs> 10, 15 pounds. That, now, that's also kind of taken into account to where you don't want to take away from his functional strength because he is so big and that will work to his advantage. But I just want to see him and his ability to consistently uh, kick step out to the outside and counter these 240-pound edge rushers where you got a bigger guy at 260, 265 that can play the three of the five like a DeMarvin Leal or even guys in this class like a Tuli Tuopolotu or a Colby Wooden. So a little bit more flexibility I want to see in that lower half from, from Dewan moving forward. Yeah, one of those guys that he might have to block at some point, Georgia Tech's Keon White. Tell us a little bit about him. Super athletic and one of the most impressive uh, kids that I've been able to meet during this process. Someone wow. that's going to be a leader in the locker room and a leader within the hashes. And I think that versatility that I just mentioned with a couple of the guys, the viral clip down the seam, he's fantastic. And I think that that, that versatility, stand up on the edge, put your hand in the dirt, bolster against guys in the run game, whether it's a pulling guard or a backside tackle on inside zone, he could do a lot of things for you. And I think his best football guys, is down the road. I like Keon White. Very interesting prospect there, potentially for the Steelers at 32. We've also heard some rumblings. This is a, a name that snuck into the conversation somewhat late here, I guess you could say, for lack of a better word. It's another guy, I, probably mature. I know he's going to be 24 soon. Uh, tell me about Kansas State cornerback Julius Brents. Man, Julius Brents, like a riser. In the process. And the biggest thing with Julius is you turn on the Big 12 title game and people say, oh, Quentin Johnson took him to work, did this, did that. I like guys on the outside that are a little battle tested, that have been through the mud a little bit. Not everything is going to be perfect at the NFL level. Are you going to sulk one rep and then get beat again and beat again? Or are you going to be able to come out the next rep in the next series and compete and get a PBE or get an interception, turn it back to your offense? And I saw that a bunch, not just from Julius at Kansas State. But I saw from him in Iowa as well, an Iowa program that and Kansas State that have consistently pumped out talents year after year. And with Julius, again, the similar body types, that zone corner, atypical body frame in his own defense to work downhill. But what I love about Julius is his ability to play at the line of scrimmage and press man and just be overwhelmingly dominant if he wants to. I didn't see it enough at Kansas State. Another weird Big 12 defense, 3-3-5 stack, asked a lot of the different things from the corners and safeties playing at different alignments. But with Julius, if he wants to, guys, he can be in that contact window and just bully receivers. That's another guy that I like in this class. Dude, I watched the game against TCU yesterday. I'm glad to have a devil's advocate take always on this show because my takeaway was not, not the same. All right, let's yeah. go one more guy before I throw it back to Jordan uh, and, and we get you out of here. I want to talk about a somewhat local product. Who I know the Steelers have shown some interest in wide receiver. Uh, this is Bryce Ford Wheaton from West Virginia. Yeah, I like Bryce. I really do. And, and he's someone that the production of West Virginia, I want to see a little bit more. And then he comes out in pro days and combine and just blows it up, 
right? And I'm not going to take everything into account for a combine or pro day. I'm not. I want to turn mm-hmm. on the film and watch, but I want to see him a little bit be more nuanced and be more tempoed as a route runner because living life in the contested catch area can only take you so far. And he by no means is an AJ Green out of Georgia or a Calvin Johnson out of Georgia Tech, if that makes sense. So I want to see him a little bit more more nuanced at the first and second level of the defenses, whether he's running a glance route or a slant and taking it 5, 10 yards, a little more physical after the catch, out leveraging smaller guys because he does have a bigger body. But day three guy, we just talked about Allen Robinson being that wide receiver three. I would 100% take Bryce Ford Wheaton over an Allen Robinson right now in, the, in this day and age. Wow. Me too. Who are, who are some of your deep sleepers in this year's class? Yeah, one Probably. guy is is running back Jaleel McLaughlin um, from Youngstown State. He is okay. the NCAA all-time record holder in rushing yards. Now, when I say that, people think of Donnell Pumphrey from San Diego State, a uh, smaller guy as well. But Jaleel has some real juice and some real wiggle and power to his game. Because, again, he's not the biggest guy in the world. Looks like a little bit like Deuce Vaughn, a little bit bigger than Deuce from Kansas State. But he's yeah. someone that's probably going to be day, late day three, priority UDFA that's going to come in and potentially get a role on special teams. I really like his game. And then a, not a big-time sleeper, guys, but someone I think that deserves more attention is Nick Herbig from Wisconsin. I know you guys are familiar with those Wisconsin yeah. edge rushers. Yeah. But he is someone that can stick his hand in the dirt and not just north-south bull rush you and hopefully create something, but it's nuanced to the outside to the inside. And then he can cover a tight end or running back in space. So guys that can wear a multitude of hats and wear them well, Nick Herbig from Wisconsin is a top 50 player for me. He wasn't in our TDN 100. I'm going to get after the other scouts for that because it's ridiculous. Uh We need him on there. But Nick Herbig's another name I really like in this class. Nick Herbig is in my latest Steelers mock draft. I love it. Round three. Dang, did you guys just become best friends? I love it. My latest draft. I love that. He finally... Ryan, he finally found someone that agrees with his football takes. I think you guys are going to be best <laughs> friends after this. Two degrees. I'm just kidding. All right. Before we get you out of here, we just had to ask just because, you know, you're you're in the football game. Rank the AFC North um, going into this year where, where you see, like, where we stand right now. Obviously, like, there's a lot of uh, questions in Baltimore. But as far as everything else, um, if the season would start right now, where would you rank? The teams. Yeah, so I'm yeah, I'm gonna rank Baltimore without Lamar Jackson right now. I just am. I just yeah. am. That's where I think. And I'm gonna go Cincinnati one, Pittsburgh two. I'm gonna go Baltimore three and Cleveland four. Yeah. Wow. For the Browns under a potentially Lamar Jacksonless Ravens. We love to hear yeah. that. Yes. That's where I'm at. I know things hey, things can happen. We never know, but that's that's just where I am. The, the Browns are the Browns. I don't think I don't think <laughs> much is ever gonna happen over there. Um, but Hey, we really appreciate, uh, you having you on, uh, just tell the people where they can uh, find you. We, we know you're on the draft network, uh, shout out to all the guys over there, uh, always checking out the website and everything that you guys got it's just some really, really good stuff. The best of the best, but yeah, tell people where they can find you. Yeah. All my written work, audio, video, more content is at the draft If you don't follow me already on Twitter, it's underscore Ryan Fowler as well. Awesome. Well, hey, we appreciate your time and uh, good luck to your commanders. We, I see, I know, I see the Redskins thing, the Washington. Now, are you are you in Washington? Is it so? Yeah, so I'm from the DC area. Um, okay. I used to work for the commanders, but now I live up actually in the Philly area. So I'm in I'm in enemy okay. territory up here, but I'm it's a Washington far. guy. Yeah, you're yeah. not far. You're about a five hour drive from Pittsburgh. So yep, 
Yeah, definitely. All right. All right, man. We'll definitely we'll have to have you back on during the season. As always, thanks again. We'll see. Thanks, you soon. Ryan. Pleasure, Absolutely. man. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. Yeah. Cool show, yeah. Jordan. And listen, man, uh, I like the Allen Robinson take. You know, it's not going to be popular. Nothing's ever. I don't really like it either. I like Allen Robinson, but it's like you said, man. This is our podcast. Isn't like yeah, uh, go Steelers all the time. It's uh, we're gonna we're gonna tell it how it is, and I think that that that's what makes it different from any other one. Yeah, so. it's not that I don't like him. It's just that I think they could have done better at that position. All I mean, right. Is that really what we need also? Yeah, fair enough. They could have used that $10 million in a different spot. Defensive yeah. line, outside they could have us. They could have gave us each five. I'll tell you what. They might not always agree with our takes, but one thing they should agree with is Manscaped. Jordan, you got the T-shirt on right now. Mm-hmm. We've got to talk about Manscaped. That's a sick T-shirt, first of all. Support for the sick podcast, Steelers Crazy, is brought to you by manscaped they are the best in men's below the waist grooming their products of course precision engineer tools for your family jewels manscaped performance package the ultimate men's hygiene bundle you see it below seven million men and we said seven million and two last episode because they got us on board well, i, I might have got, got a few this weekend Sam i wore this shirt out too. Yeah. Then it's like seven million and fifty after all of our subscribers are going to do it, or our what almost three k subscribers. So we'll talk seven and three k plus. Uh, but listen, the important thing is this exclusive offer: twenty percent off if you use our code Six Dealers right below. Twenty percent off. I mean, that's a significant discount just for listening to a cool Steelers podcast. Come on, man! Free worldwide shipping at manscaped.com. You know what, Jordan? If our math is correct, a little over seven million, that's over fourteen million private parts being groomed. <laughs> yeah, your balls will thank you. So I, I went uh axe throwing uh for my cousin's party yeah. and I wore I wore this shirt and man, I might if I had a dollar for everyone who came up and said something about it, and then I just handed them a, a sick podcast card and said subscribe and check us out, man. It was just it was like a I was like a walking billboard, but uh Definitely. I actually haven't used it. And I think tomorrow I, I think I, I, I am. So I know my wife will be happy. And uh, yeah, man, I mean, you got to take care of your your man parts. Um, you know, we're having a ball on this podcast. Uh, I don't know how many <laughs> how many I can get off here in a row. That was two. Uh, but I'm not going to continue for the sake of everybody else uh, out there. Kenny, is Kennywood open? Yeah, it's, it's it's open. You know the the old people from Pittsburgh. It's cold, but it's open. Yes, if Kenny Woods open, you'll definitely have a little more ventilation if you use Manscaped. All right, man. Hello. Good show, Ryan, Ryan Fowler. I want to let everybody know we got some amazing things coming up. I, I'll tease it, but I won't drop the names just yet. Don't tease it. Big time Pittsburgh guests in the media, potentially more prospects on our NFL draft series. Nine days away from the big night. We're going to bring you the best coverage around the clock here on the Sick Podcast Steelers Crazy. Follow us on Instagram at the Sick Podcast Steelers. YouTube, you see it, the Sick Podcast dash Steelers Crazy exclamation mark and Twitter at Sick Pod Steelers. I'm at Mike Up Sports One. He's at J York Football. Yeah, I had to switch it up. Just, just make you sure said I had J. Yeah, I almost put said Jordan. J York. Just Google Google Jordan York. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. 
I'm there. JYorkFootballManscaped.com. We need that. We need that coming up, man. It's All right, it's been a good sick. time. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Just don't, just don't nick yourself while you're while you're shaving. I'm sure your wife. Nick it or ticket. <laughs> nick it or ticket. We're getting a Super Bowl with Pickett. We'll see you. Till next time. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast Steelers Crazy on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.